You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Oz Network for our continuing coverage of Total Drama Island as we are getting close to the end. I don't know how many episodes there are, but based on the number of people, we don't have many more episodes left to go. So we're getting close to the end here as we are about to cover the 19th episode. Uh, I think it's Hook, Line, and Screamer or something like that. A lot of uh, interesting things to talk about. We've got a new expanded group this time and, and a lot of fun stuff to get to. And hopefully no one will be screaming throughout this episode or we'd have to do a lot of uh, editing post-production to <laughs> make it all sound good. Anyway, we're here to cover the episode. My name is Rossi and I want to know who will renew my contract for next season. Wow, that was my line. Um, okay, so... <laughs> My name is. My name is Colin. 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 Helling. 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 Here to talk about total, total, total drama, drama, drama. Island. 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 And my name is Jared, and I'm too young to die. Here, take Colin. (laughs) That was very close to picking um, like the hair gel line, like, (laughs) but uh. I decided since I was host, maybe I should take the best line. <laughs> um, Colin, you're back. What did I you am. think of this? The episodes you missed. Oh, so what did I think of the last two episodes? Okay. Yes, just talk. Because just... uh, we had a lot of commentary on the episodes. I was like, we want to know what Colin thinks. Because <laughs> these are like the two biggest episodes, like as a story arc for the entire series. We need to know what he thinks. So now that you're here, speak. Uh, well, you put me on the spot. Um, now, I did see the episodes. Uh, I can confirm that. I actually had both of the last two recaps downloaded, too, and I wanted to listen to what you guys had to say about it. But about five minutes into the first episode this morning, I'm like, oh, are they going to give away spoilers on this one? Maybe I shouldn't listen. Jared said there were no spoilers, but I never got around to listening to them. I will eventually, though. But uh, let me just fill you in now. Um, story arc, the Lindsay story arc, I guess you're talking about? The explosion yeah. of the alliance. Um, I mean, that's fantastic. Uh, I think I'm not going to say I questioned your love for Lindsay as a character, uh, but her being like the absolute best thing on the show didn't quite see it. Um, still, I have my own preference. I think Heather is the star. Um, I think Gwen's a star, but I think that, you know, um, Lindsay would definitely be up there for me now with like Duncan and uh, uh, some of the other. Uh, recently departed characters um most everybody but uh dj who i'm still not sure exists uh but yeah like i i kept expecting this week after week after week and i think it became clear not this episode uh or the the one where Lindsay went home but the one prior to that who went home in that one bridget right yeah finally yeah, that's right. I think it was in the Bridget episode that I really started to think, oh, I think this is finally time for Lindsay to go. Uh, and then it ended up being the next week. But, I mean, it was clear it was going to happen. Uh, this whole explosion, I mean, it's just, I, I feel like it's getting bigger and bigger. It's all going to lead up to the Gwen versus uh, Heather explosion that's probably still to come, I'm guessing. Keep in mind, anybody listening to this, I haven't seen the rest of the show. But I loved Lindsay's exit. Um, I do have a bit of a question, though. Uh, before I even talk about the Bridget one, she was eliminated because she was technically the last one to cross the finish line, right? <laughs> technically. Although, uh, Izzy and Lashana were still 
riding and still in the race and yet to cross the finish line or wipe out. So should one of them not have been eliminated? As long as you don't cross that line, you're all good. <laughs> okay, so very technical. Um, it, it is perfectly fitting with reality shows, but I loved her exit. Uh, I think it was appropriate she didn't get voted out too. Like, uh, I think that's the one thing I, I do appreciate because this storyline was too big for it to just simply... Heather had to not win. And again, Heather's my favorite character. But she had to not win in order for this to not be a complete downer. Uh, with the Bridget vote out, like, I've been guessing that for weeks. It was pretty much, you know, a given it was going to happen. I feel like it's going to be the same thing this week. It's just, all right, let's throw this one out there because we almost forgot this character still existed. Um, I'm sure Jeff isn't going to be far behind. But, uh, no, two good episodes. Uh, I thought that the bike challenge was fun. Uh, the Super Soka challenge had some great moments. You know, the the hiding in the bunk bed from Lindsay. <laughs> Definitely a highlight of the episode. Uh, and her, what was it? She said something like, I'm starting to think that Heather is maybe not such a nice person. Like, way into the season. <laughs> just just gold. You know, the one thing we were talking about is, like, we wanted to know your opinion on this Lindsay elimination. Because from our perspective, I know I don't remember if, Jared, this is your feeling too but like when i watched it i was like lord i was like wait like her storyline yes like it's building in these last two episodes but like her elimination just comes out of nowhere Mm -hmm. because it's the first out of the non first non-vote out of the season so you're not like expecting it it's not like a pattern that's coming up it just threw me off and so it's kind of surprising to hear that you're like oh yeah it was kind of predictable that she was going to go eventually But it was, like, the biggest news for both of us, I think. Yeah, and and what I'm saying, I I think the way she was eliminated definitely did catch my guard because it was a non-elimination. And especially since I said, well, not only you had that that great, which it was a great twist in there of, oh, you know, you did cross the finish line, but because they wiped out, technically you are the last cross finish line. But then I was just scratching my head thinking, but there's two other people who still haven't crossed the finish line. Like, should you not wait and see if they ever finish? Uh, But... I think it, that's one of the things that comes with watching this back to back. I think we talked about this with the um, uh, the Gwen and Trent storyline that you, know, you guys were like, you know, this seems to be there one week and they're not. The next week is just not there. And I was saying because I'm watching these episodes often, two three episodes in a row, to me it doesn't feel like well this wasn't here last week. It feels like well this wasn't here twenty minutes ago. And with the Lindsay thing, because it did build maybe at least two or three weeks in a row, I kind of just knew something was coming. But I think if I had had that big gap in between these episodes, it probably would have caught me more off guard. Yeah, we we also talked about how it was the most twist-heavy episode of the season, where it was like, <laughs> all right, you're going to build the bikes. Now you're going to race the bikes, but you're not going to race your own. You're going to race the other players' yeah. bikes. And, and if they're a limit, and then the last place, but they didn't technically cross the finish line. <laughs> It was just so messy. And we were saying, like, essentially, like, the whole challenge was the elimination. So mm-hmm. Izzy and Lashana, who didn't even compete in the challenge, had immunity for the episode. Yeah. It was just, like, ridiculous. Um, and I think that's what we said was, like, it's no better way for a, the, one of the most major characters of the series to go out. Yeah, because if you had had it as a vote out, I, I think that's the, the one thing, especially with Heather being developed as the, the villain of this whole season – uh, every time somebody's sort of the victim of her, uh, whether it's Lindsay or uh, Courtney, uh, it, it it would feel like when they get voted out, oh, okay, Heather wins again. And it doesn't feel like there's vindication. Every once in a while you get one of these characters, maybe they have like, you know, a snarky comment on their way out. But in this case, 
Lindsay gets to go out and be, this would be like in Survivor, somebody comes back because they were medevaced or they had to leave for personal reasons and Jeff will always be playing up. Yes, this person has never actually been voted out of the game, even though this is their third time playing and they've never won. And that's something that if they do future seasons where Lindsay comes back, you know, that could be a big part. Hey, she never was voted out. She was popular enough. She probably could have won this thing. Uh, it, but are we ever going to get a real showdown between her and Heather? I don't know. There's still a finale. I think that was the one thing that um, uh, this was this that the first episode or maybe this week uh, was the first time where Chris says, we'll see you again at the finale. Because I don't remember ever hearing it prior to that. So I'm assuming there's going to be something in the finale where a lot of these characters just get to unload. Uh, we will see. I don't want to say one way or another to, to tease, but... And entirely, I don't even remember all the details specifically of this finale or or the culmination. Like, so I couldn't even be a full answer. I don't know if Jared wants to say anything. No, I think um, that that covers it. Keep it vague. Okay. <laughs> Code for, I don't really remember a lot of it. <laughs> well, let's talk about this episode. Um, one of the few episodes I noted where Heather didn't have invincibility. So... Um, <laughs> Your winner pick uh, surviving despite not having uh, immunity for the first time in months, mm-hmm. it feels like. Uh, so essentially the challenge was a buildup of them doing a movie screening of this uh, horror movie that they set up, this cheesy camp flick that they found that, sh- uh, that Chris set up and everything. And the whole challenge is can they watch a horror movie and then learn from it and survive? an actual horror experience an actual killer although that that twist comes in anyway uh colin what was your kind of outset i thought of the challenge and how sort of the major storylines paid out of this challenge being the way that it was uh i mean for the premise i loved it right away because i've said i have a hard time with these episodes where it's just this is all the challenge and everybody gets their one little moment and this person's limited. I like when, if you're going to do a full episode all in one challenge, that you're incorporating the stories in there. Like the previous episode, the Lindsay vote out or Lindsay exit episode is a perfect example. It was all one challenge, but they were building characters. They were building stories throughout. Uh, and this one, you know, to me, it felt like the, the challenge took a bit of a backseat in a good way. Um, the fact that they didn't know they were in a challenge was great. Uh, because it just felt like this is what they do. Like uh, It was one of the few times in the series where this is just a peek behind the scenes. Like, you know, when you get some of these nice throwback survivor scenes where it's just life around camp or the survival aspect of Survivor, and it really has nothing to do with the game. It's great. Uh, The the horror challenge, you know, it's such a uh, unique idea. Uh, The payoff, not so great. Um... (laughs) Are you guys... You're probably familiar. I'm sure everybody's familiar. But are you, you... uh, I guess familiar enough to remember the Scream movies. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, to me, Scream One, you know, brilliant concept, great way to play up on the genre. They really nailed the genre and, and parodying the genre and all the little ins and outs and analyzing it. Uh, they were clever. It was funny. It was entertaining. Scream Two, just as clever parodying it in just just as good of a way really digging deep into what makes that genre tick and what what the scenes and all the cliches are made up of 
but just nothing entertaining and nothing funny about it. <laughs> so to me, this episode was like Scream 2 and not Scream 3. I, I liked all the little things they threw in there about, you know, oh, you shouldn't be on your own. You know, you, when you're running, uh, uh, oh, when you run in horror movies, the runs are extended so that they have a dramatic white but look. All those little things, very clever, but nothing really made me laugh in the episode. And I think when we get to the exit, that's the other disappointment. That is just, you had, you had an interesting idea and there just wasn't the follow through on it, but I like the idea of the episode. I love the, the the funniest thing to me about the whole episode was the idea of this being a TV show and all the production and producers and hosts are just leaving the Island because there's a killer, Mm -hmm. but they're like, let's not take the castaways with us. Let's leave them. Like, I just thought that was the funniest thing. Like imagining, a huge storm coming on Survivor and and then the production and cameramen are running but the people are like what's going on they're just stuck there they hand a camera over to Philip Shepard and say alright you got got this now right (laughs) yeah like that's just the funniest thought to me that they were left on their own like assuming that this was a real obviously you know you knew from the outset even though they didn't say it like you knew this was a a setup Mm -hmm. so like it just the thought of that was so funny to me uh, Jared, did you remember this challenge well, and, and what was your thoughts on it? Uh, I didn't remember it well, and I, I think I agree. I, it just doesn't have the payoff. I think in theory it sounds really fun and exciting, but I kind of experienced the same thing. I feel like there weren't um, too many funny moments throughout the episode. I think my favorite sequence is, like, Easy and Owen um, <laughs> and, like, using favorite and Owen in the same sentence really irks me. Um, but that was just this episode. I feel like it's almost like, I don't know, I just felt like they were kind of trying to establish relationships really quickly because, like, over the last couple of episodes, they've got rid of the pre-existing relationships and it feels like they're at this point where they're like, oh, um, we don't have anything we can play off that we've built up before, so now let's, like, establish everything really quickly in the one episode. I think, too, like... Heather has been, like, for, like, the past two episodes, so concerned about as soon as I don't win Invincibility, I'm out of here. And then this episode, she doesn't have, like, a care in the world that she's going to lose and potentially go home. Mm. I know. Just, like, felt really off about it. Um, Yeah, I feel like, yeah, like I said, in theory, it would be, like, a great episode and really exciting and interesting. Like, I wonder maybe if, like, we know that, it's obviously not true and it's a prank, but I think like, it's almost like they pull back the curtain too quickly on it being not real in a prank. And, but then they don't do it well enough that we get Chris like commentating on the challenge. It's almost like they needed to fake kill like the contestants and not show them coming back to this tent and just get Chris's commentary throughout. Or actually kill one. Just go ahead Mm -hmm. and kill somebody. Just, just Jeff, you're done. (laughs) We just killed a contestant. One thing that felt really off for me in terms of what you were talking about, Jared, is that they, I feel like they finally realized, oh, wait, there's not a couple on this season anymore. Mm. And then, then they, all of a sudden it's like, Izzy really likes Owen now, and Owen really likes Izzy. I know that they've had some really short moments together, but like it just felt really random that they were all of a sudden into each other. I mean, maybe it was played out because of the horror movie. Like That's a trope of the movie. Like There's these dumb kids that are going to go make out in some point and then they're killed like so maybe that was a part of it we'll have to see how much how hot and heavy it is in the next episode but that was something that really threw me off Uh, and weirdly enough for me the challenge was the bigger highlight than the episode 
like itself like than the storylines because I felt like like the way you said it like things were just weirdly structured I, I feel like maybe it's because we don't know the payoff of some of these things because we saw the connection between Duncan and Gwen like they both have an interest in you know horror movies and they were sort of the last survive survivors of this challenge and stuff like that and then we saw you know DJ and Jeff have their super short moment of like being together but then all of a sudden he's gone and it just kind of didn't pay off as well uh, I like some of the the jokes in it of you know DJ is so scared that Heather in a face mask is the scariest thing to him and not the killer like that was what gets him out of the challenge and I think that there were some moments like with you know Owen pushing toward Izzy toward the killer in self-defense and then Owen trying to play it off for laughs later on and Izzy's like not having it and she's like i'm not gonna get to second base am i and all that kind of stuff and yeah, I, am love... I, even, am I even getting up to bat <laughs> slap <laughs> you know? and i personally really loved the gag of someone running into the production tent and realizing that it was fa- i like the idea of that being the reason that they knew that they were like it was a challenge i agree with jared and saying like maybe it was too soon that they did that but i feel like like that that's a funny joke like people wandering onto the like past the set of where they're allowed to be i just thought that was a funny uh gag and stuff like that Colin, where there's some standouts that you had yeah the owen and izzy thing it's funny because i completely agree with you it's i I didn't even think about the fact there were no couples left but it it does scream of hey we need a couple in this episode and we should have done this episode one week earlier (laughs) uh but it does work because it is these two characters. And I, I don't know, because I haven't seen the show, if this even is followed through. I almost think this would be great as just a one-off thing because it does play, like Jared was saying, on the genre. Uh, or was that you, Rossi? One of you guys said, um, you know, it was just playing on the genre of, like, the dumb kids, you know, uh, making out, oh, the, the, if you have sex, you die. That's the scream rule or whatever. Only virgins can live or whatever. Um, and... Owen was really on his game in this episode too. Like not just the second base. Can I get to first base? Am I even going to get up to bat? Um, there's a lot of great Owen moments in this episode, like the cowardly moment, like we mentioned with, uh, you know, I'm too young to die here. Take Izzy. Uh, this felt like a good episode to kind of build Owen as a little bit more than just the fart joke guy and the fat guy. Um, Izzy too, you know, I, you know, she came back and I felt there was like, one or two good moments in there and it almost feels like every single week it's just how can we outdo her being crazy and insane and this felt a little bit more grounded it wasn't just izzy's going to be doing backflips and you know uh going 100 kilometers an hour down an island but just doing weird things like making owen give her a piggyback up a mountain (laughs) you know that just feels a little bit more grounded and crazy as opposed to just complete insanity um the vote outs just what else were you going to do it i think that's one of the big disappointments of this episode is that it played perfectly to the very small character that dj's given i feel like i've been saying this since the beginning i'm like i forget that dj's on the show and every other character has really been given something to do and this is maybe the most he's ever had to do and still they introduced right at the beginning something that they've played a couple of times throughout the season that the big tough guy is actually the biggest coward there. And they threw that out in the beginning, and then he was gone for the whole episode, and they only really brought it back again at the end, and it was just such a disappointment. Now, 
that's the only way you are going to be able to get rid of this character. You know, it, this felt like the right episode to write him out on, but I just wish that he, maybe he had been a bigger part of this episode. I, I love Heather, but I could have done without the mask gag, especially since, as Jared said, it's almost contradictory to what her character is. She's every single week scheming about how am I going to get somebody to do all the work for me. Now she literally has nobody, and she's like, yeah, whatever, face mask, you know. I, I could have taken that stuff out, maybe give DJ a little bit more to do. I would say some of the out of character development, I don't know how to phrase it, but like the lack of consistency within the character may come down to the fact that they didn't know this was a challenge. Like they knew that this was obviously a setup, but like they didn't know it was necessarily a challenge. Like I think that Heather took the approach of like, this is obviously not real. I'm going to to get ready for bed kind of deal. Uh, whereas like Gwen was full on like this is a challenge or this is real. We got it like and she was in full like military mode. So I think that that's kind of where the, the characters diverged. Like who took it seriously and who was just like this is obviously a stupid joke that they're going to play on us. Let's leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I completely it was yeah. evident with some people. That, that actually makes complete sense. I get that. Um Although I would still say if we just had such a big episode with Heather and with Lindsay, her lone ally, leaving her, we had with everybody, every ally she's had has left her at one point or another. Um, uh, who was it? The, uh, the the girl with the glasses. What was her name? Yes, but I want to say Belle. Belle, <laughs> Belle yeah. Yeah, like Belle and Lindsay, like it, it, they've all had this and now she literally has nobody. It feels like one episode later, there should have been some follow through with that storyline. Even if it's just you know just something and, and not something that almost feels like like Heather forgot that this ever happened you know twenty four hours earlier or whatever it was. I do wonder, Jared. Maybe you could speak on this. If you felt that the elimination this episode was based on the challenge or was it a vote? I because that's where I I'm think... like. Mm. I feel like all the strategy goes out if this is a vote, but if it's not, then I feel like everything sort of makes sense if it's based on the challenge. I think this is meant to be based on the challenge, but I think it's kind of left intentionally uh, vague. Mm-hmm. Um, either way, I I don't like how it's handled. I think um, I think vote wise, it was going to be really difficult to come up with a reason to get rid of DJ. Yeah, like that there's no kind of storyline that's been like he's built up that he's not horrible to anybody like if dj was gonna go like he needed to go like during the tribe stage when it was like okay like uh he's like meant to be strong but he's not he's weak he's scared like the tyler character pretty much um like let's get rid of him so like here like it's it's really difficult i think you needed to build up some form of alliance to get rid of him like he could have gone in like a guys versus girls thing um, but yeah, I think they just didn't know how to get rid of him. And this was a way to do it, but it was just, I don't know. We, it weird. Like he's eliminated because he got scared. Um, <laughs> not by chef. Like, like if, like, why wasn't he just like the first person caught? And then like, that was a rule or I don't, I don't know. They're just like, I feel like it could have been handled a lot better if they were going to get him out without a vote. Like it should have been clearer what kind of the criteria was especially i think the issue is having this straight after last episode when you've had a non-vote out and then you do it straight away again i think is uh not well planned yeah and i think that 
the way that this should be handled is to, again, make it all about Heather because she doesn't have that protection anymore. She doesn't have anybody looking out for her or giving her invincibility. You need to tell the story of, well, she would be out because I think that's how the previous episode ended. You know, it's like, oh, Heather, you survived. It's like, yeah, for now. I think it was Lashana who was like, yeah, for now. Um, So the obvious choice is Heather's obviously going home. So if you have it where one week, two weeks, something just comes up where she just happens to skate by, whether it be a non-elimination or let's say they throw a medevac out next week or, uh, you know, by fluke, she steals invincibility from somebody, (laughs) steals another bag with their beef jerky or something, you know, throw, throw a twist out there where that's the only way that she can stick around. You have a story, but it didn't feel like at least in this episode, that was clear. Uh, I completely agree with Jared. This was really the only way you could write out DJ because He's an insignificant character that's also fairly likable. There, there hasn't been one moment of drama with him throughout the course of the season. Uh, so the only way, realistically, if you're this late in the game, you could have him go without having everybody question, well, why aren't they voting for Heather? Or, or why is this guy that's not on anybody's radar even a target? Like, throw the votes on Jeff because he doesn't stick with the all-boys alliance. Throw the votes on Heather because nobody likes her. You would have to do a nomination, but yeah, doing it two in a row without an actual vote out, it does sort of start to feel like, oh, uh, you know, we we probably didn't plan this out well enough in advance. We just need to get rid of a character. Let's do this. Yeah, because where was that um, All Guys Alliance this episode? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure they outnumber the women at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like that was like the go-to storyline if they were going to vote him out. Like, there's this All Guys Alliance. Like, numbers-wise, they're strong. Are we kind of, like, even at the moment? And then Heather's somehow able to rally the girls, and they're really reluctant to do it, but, like, it it, like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, I mean, we even commented on the Bridget episode, how did those votes come down? Because it still doesn't <laughs> make sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is just, like, one of those situations where they, like, felt like that was going to be a tricky situation, so they worked it around, like you were saying, Colin, and just did a, a different elimination style. Uh, which, I mean, I don't hate for this character. I mean, if, if this was going to be like Gwen's elimination episode, I feel like this would be the worst way to send off a character. Mm-hmm. But it was DJ who's not been the most complex. Well, he's yeah. not a CP uh, in Edgic talk. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and still, like on the strategy, how does Heather survive on it? Like not having invincibility for the first time this season, I would argue. <laughs> And you also have to get rid of these meaningless characters. Like, that's why I I feel like there's no way at this point that Izzy and Jeff, especially Izzy and Jeff, are really going to win this if you're actually writing an ending that is supposed to make any sense. So you're going to have to have those characters eliminated. But if you don't have a decent story to make it work, then you're going to have to throw more things like this out there. So again, having not seen the season, I don't know, maybe there's going to be more of this to come in the next couple weeks because I don't see that we're going to come down to any type of final four with like Izzy and Jeff in it, but maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe they win. <laughs> it's a late game surge from Izzy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's holding her cards close mm-hmm. and then bam, the final four, she's the, the mastermind. Um, I think we said that about someone like Lindsay earlier this season, Jared and I were like, maybe she's just going to come out and be the mastermind. <laughs> like she it was all a dumb, dumb joke that she was like the idiot. And now she's the smart player. Oh, but uh, the one thing, a part of this episode that we, I definitely am curious uh, to hear your thoughts on, Colin, of the surprise twist, air quotes, of the real 
killer being on the yeah. island and <laughs> that securing Gwen's invincibility. Uh Again, I, I don't feel like the execute. I thought the idea was so good, and the execution just wasn't all there. Um, just going back earlier, we were saying about how it was maybe too obvious to the audience that this was going to be a challenge. That opening shot, which is of the horror movie, to me, I was looking at that, and, and again, I'm watching it on a phone. Maybe I'm not watching closely enough, but I thought that was just Chef in a Mask when they started it. And you know, if I didn't immediately assume that's what it was, as soon as you saw it was a TV, I'm like, oh, this is going to involve Chef impersonating a serial killer. Um, I didn't expect it to come down to a real killer, although that was such a cool twist. Uh, there were a couple of good moments in there, like especially having this guy basically, you know, end up running away with his tail between his legs. <laughs> uh, and what was his line? Something about, you know, that was really uncalled for. They, they treated me better than that in prison. <laughs> um, I, I love that reaction from him. But I feel like this was missing that moment of where Gwen is just like, uh, oh, you need to brush your teeth or whatever she was saying to him, you know, just insulting the guy. And then she suddenly realizes, oh, the real killer, and she freaks out. Maybe you could still throw the end in there about, you know, him getting scared off. But it, it just, to me, it didn't feel right. It, it's like they were going for this twist and this joke where Gwen is picking a fight with a real axe murderer. And in her mind, she never really got there. Like, to her, she just did her thing and this guy runs away. But I feel like it should have had that moment where maybe she was backed into a corner for a second and, you know, oh, I just picked a fight with a real axe murderer. I think we're all going to die. And then throw anything you want out there to, you know, have the guy run away. Jared, were you, uh, uh, remember, did you remember this twist on the episode? I did not. And, and I think it is like a fun way. And I think something they, uh, the writers tried to put into, uh, bring some suspense i just love like the kick to the face and that she just keeps doing it and it's just like it's ridiculous um and the reaction i think yeah i think it's great the fact that like he's like given up this life now as as a murderer because it was it was too hard and he got kicked in the face by a teenager um yeah i just think everything like that it's just there was a lot of potential for this episode uh, to work and it has fun moments like the the kick to the face and the easy and Owen stuff but it just I think it just needed a, a rewrite mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think one of the other things that we're like oh it's so like obvious where the story like not obvious but like the storyline's kind of only going one direction it's not like it's going to be a like Heather's not in this episode so she's obviously not going like it, it was sort of obvious the few people that might go it was equally as obvious to me that Gwen was the only person who was any shot of winning the challenge. Like she was the only one who was actually competing as like a player. Everyone else was just kind of there lounging about. I think maybe well, Duncan, Duncan would yeah. be also consideration, but um, I think he lost chances when he threw the fish at the, at chef. Uh, but yeah, I just, some, some things I think were, I think were obvious in this episode that made it a little less enjoyable. I still think the idea of it was so good. And I think that some of the things and jokes were really funny. I just, I I think that it was really enjoyable in some ways. I just, like you guys were saying, it's like the fine tuning of it was not there at all. And some of the things were too obvious and you're like, Oh wow. DJ's got to go because there's nowhere else. He he can't stay. Like they ran out of ideas for his character. So (laughs) he had to get rid of them. Or they forgot he was on the show. Silver. Whoa. DJ's still here. We should have written him out weeks ago. Yeah, when the hey. voice actor comes in. What are you yeah. doing here? <laughs> I'm um... still on the show. 
I think that happened to poor Bridget. Because <laughs> <laughs> Colin said that he, Bridget would be gone weeks at the yeah. merge, and then weeks later she was still there. Um, this is kind of the same situation. Colin, do you have any, before we kind of close out this, do you have any predictions on what you think might happen next? Who's likely to go? Who's likely to win? What's I f- Well, as I said, I feel like, you know, Jeff and Izzy are not long for this world. Uh, <laughs> I'm very curious to see, like, Jeff, whatever, he'll be written out. Again, I don't dislike Jeff, but he's just, he, he, it's a one-note character that I think played itself out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, same with Bridget, but I don't really see it just being a back-to-back thing. Because if you just go DJ Jeff Izzy, it, it, there's no excitement. I think you have to break it up. So we're probably going to get somebody big getting voted out in the, the meantime. There, um, I, I really think this is going to come down to just Gwen or Heather. And I think I predicted this back at the merge that it's either going to be the setup for Gwen to finally triumph over Heather. Or it's going to be Heather ends up winning this thing, and it's just a way of playing out like Survivor, where you know uh, the, the the snake wins the game. Uh, but I'm actually really really curious if this doesn't come down to a Heather versus Gwen thing. That it's probably going to end up being Gwen more likely than Heather, because I really see Heather giving some big impassioned rat versus snake speech and just having everybody groan as they listen to her. I think that would be great. Um, I think you're probably going to get like an Owen or a Lashana um, getting thrown out in between the Jeffs and the Izzy's. But yeah, if I would, if I were just completely running this down, I would say Jeff, Izzy, and then Owen or Lashana are probably the next group to go. You're likely going to come down to a Heather, Gwen, maybe Duncan final three or something along those lines. Interesting. We'll see what comes true. Um, or it, maybe it'll be just like your merge where you're like, these characters are obviously not coming back. And then one yeah. of them comes back. <laughs> <laughs> or they just do a last minute. Oh, a past character is coming back, you know, like a, a redemption Island thing. And then the most meaningless character, like Ezekiel comes back and just happens to win it. He, he, uh, uh, what's Chris, Chris, whatever his name is from, um, uh, survivor edge of extinction Underwood. He, Chris Underwood's it. Oh. I was like Chris McLean. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> we'll never know. Maybe someone, we maybe a new contestant gets joined in at the final set. I love that you said we'll never know. <laughs> we are not finishing this season, people. <laughs> well, I don't know if my contract was renewed. I yeah. can't guarantee <laughs> any of it. Uh, but uh, let's rate the episode Colin what were you gonna what were your thoughts I still think it's a rent because the idea is really good and the way that they played up on this genre they just nailed it in so many ways like I said this is a scream too it's bad execution and disappointing end to a very clever idea uh, it could have been worse it could have been a scream three so uh, I'd give it a rent Jared yeah I'm in agreement I think it's a rent I think uh, this idea of uh, parroting a genre is uh, potentially a good idea for a future season. Um, yeah, I think it's solid. It has issues and it could be better, but it's not terrible by any means. It's definitely missing a Lindsay scream, like from the hide-and-seek episode. But, um, I mean, she's gone, so we just have to deal with that. Yeah, um, this was not a... Uh... 
fake merge episode level quality. <laughs> but this was not a peak episode. So I, I'm kind of with you. I feel like a rent is fair. I liked it. Didn't love it. I think questionable. Um, ep, you know, the direction that it went um, and also has the potential to be literally another standoff episode where it has no connection to anything that happened before or after it, uh, which is unfortunate. But we'll see. I don't remember all the details, so who knows? Maybe there's a big connection next week when the killer comes back and is joining the competition or something. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, that'll do it for us. Hopefully we'll be back next week if Colin's not busy with former Survivor contestants. <laughs> Which let's just use this opportunity to tease right now. If, uh, if all plans go through, um, probably in the next week you're going to be hearing pretty big interviews from both The Amazing Race and Survivor. Uh, different interviews, different people. Um, I mean, in one case, maybe... And I was going to say... Yeah, one case, one maybe person. both. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we got a couple of really big interviews coming up. Like, In my opinion, huge interviews coming up in the next week. So if you're a Survivor fan, Amazing Race fan, reality TV fan, uh, anything else fan, um, <laughs> then stay tuned because some good stuff's coming. And if not, you get Rossi and Jared next week. Yeah. Um, and you could also download the ghost yeah. uh, movie recap that I'm sure is delightful. Yeah, actually, you know, funny enough, um, we do the anniversary month for movies every single year, and we always try to pick something that's totally not mine and Ben's genre. This is the most kind we've been to a not-our-genre movie. Uh, great recap, though. You get a nice drop-in from Jamie in the middle of the episode um, telling us what the appeal is of Patrick Swayze. Uh, which really has nothing to do with his acting. I'll just leave it there. Okay. And do we normally do a line close out? Or... I've got one if you've got one. I've got one. All right, Jared, you're on the spot. You're, you're, uh, we'll let you go third. Mm-hmm. My name is Rossi, and Gwen, you in danger, girl. <laughs> and my name is Colin, and stay tuned for our recap of Bloodbath 2, Summer Camp, Reign of Terror, coming soon to the Oz Network. And my name is Jared, and great Canadian cheese! Thanks for downloading this episode from the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast by Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as find out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks once again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time.